Hi, and welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, the place for you to manage your stress, reduce burnout, and find more balance in your life. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and I'm here today with Marisha Metz, an SLP and the amazing SLP behind SLP Now. Hi, Marisha. Hi, Jesse. Thank you so much for being here and and talking about all of these wonderful things we're going to get into today. I can't wait. I love uh, getting to dive into these types of things. Yeah, it's it's always such a fun break from, um, you know, a lot of the stuff we do where it's like straight focused on what we're going to be doing as an SLP in our sessions and kind of now diving into some of the like how we live as an SLP beyond our sessions. Yes, I agree. So for um, anybody listening that may not have heard, um, SLP Now is this just amazing, amazing resource site for SLPs. And we are going to get into that in a little bit. But I wanted to know like what kind of where it kind of came from, like what your experience was as an SLP and maybe some of the stress that you faced while you were, you know, while you were working as an SLP and and maybe even where that led to you creating this, this awesome place for SLPs. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll just start at the very beginning. Um, so I was in grad school. I was very like medically focused. I was in a medical program and all of my like externships and placements were in like medical kind of hospital settings. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, I had, but I did have one pediatric clinic experience and it was just absolutely amazing. Um, and I got to, like, I loved my uh, supervisor and I got to work with some school-based SLPs just in like collaboration and I was totally hooked and sold. And so very last minute, I decided to apply to work in schools. Um, so going into my CF, I had, like, I had all medical experience, all medical coursework with just very minimal, um, just general, like, pediatric stuff. Wow. Uh, so I felt very <laughs> unprepared uh, to tackle. So that's um, that was really interesting, like going into a setting where I had like that limited coursework. And then also I hadn't stepped foot in a school before I did like my first session, like my therapy wow. session. So, so not I, even like a clinical in the schools or anything? I mean, I observed uh, one SLP for um, like an hour or two just to like make sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh um, my gosh. That is, that is, that's amazing. I also went to a medical based program and pretty much everything we did like, or that I had was adults, um, very medical based, but I did, I luckily I had one like semester where like that was my setting I was in was the school. And even then I felt totally unprepared, like completely unprepared to actually get a job in the school. So I can't imagine, like, I can't imagine the stress you must have felt and how like overwhelmed that, that would be. I mean, that, that must've seemed impossible at the time. (laughs) 
Yeah, and it was interesting. Like I looking back, I think I handled it really well. I was just so excited to be there and I felt really supported. Um, and my first year was actually pretty amazing. Um, I did spend a ton of time uh, watching like professional development courses. Like I had, I made a list of all of like my students' goals and I just kind of tried to like prioritize what I needed to learn about um, to provide decent intervention. But I, um, like I was super motivated. I learned a ton and um, I think that's part of why because um, I think it's so different to learn something, like to take a school-based course versus taking coursework like, or taking courses specifically focused at like specific students on your caseload, mm-hmm. because I think it makes it, it's that much more applicable and you get to learn it and apply it very, in a very intense way. Um, so I think I learned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, so that was really amazing. Um, and yeah, I had a great support system. Um, but then in my second year, things got really stressful. Um, whereas like the first year I'd walk around school, like smiling and happy and all of that. Um, in my second year, my caseload doubled, um, and then some, and I felt like I lost that level level of support. And so it's crazy how and I mean, that was a big change in my caseload, but there, it's crazy how just a couple of factors changing completely changed the job for me. Um, and like teachers would like take me to the side and be like, are you okay? Like I clearly didn't look. <laughs> um, I look very different year one versus year two. I should have like taken some pictures or whatnot. Um, yeah. And I definitely wasn't managing the stress well. I uh, frequently would like lock the door in my therapy room and just go sit on the floor um, and shed a couple tears. And um, yeah, and I still loved working with the students, but it was really stressful. Yeah. And that stress, I know for me and then for a lot of SLPs that I've heard from and talked with, it's it gets in the way like even though you still love the work that you're doing with your students and you love seeing them every day it starts to like almost like take over that too like deep down you know you still love it but then it's still like oh but i wish i didn't have to do it today and i mean that's then there's like a whole other layer of stress sometimes that gets put on top of that like well now i feel guilty about feeling that way and yeah, it's it's crazy. So how so your caseload doubled in the within a year? Yeah, there were just a lot of changes within the district. Um, like I the I was at one school and um, like I had a couple SLPs supporting me with the caseload, and it was just a perfect storm where <laughs> everyone had different things happening, and I lost that support. Um, and there, it was just, yeah, it was just a complicated situation. Um, and yeah, and I was a new SLP too, and I didn't do the best job. Like, I mean, I definitely asked for things, but I didn't do the best job advocating for myself and letting (laughs) the administration know that like, that, like, that's not, that's not doable. And like, 
towards the end, I started speaking up more and taking more action. Um, but by then, they like they need time to get these things set up. So, uh, yeah. yeah, and it can be so just so strange when you first get started and when you're a new SLP, or even if you're just like switching to a new district or new school. But like, I know that and maybe I was like just clueless, but when I first started, I like walked in and they were like, here's your room. And I was like, cool. And they were like, here's a bunch of boxes of resources from, you know, that were left over from whoever was here before. And I was like, cool. And then that was it. And I was like, you know, all right, so I'm going to set up bookshelves and my desk and who are my students and where do I find their IEPs? <laughs> it was kind of like that, like now, now how do we actually you know, find everything we need and, and do the job. And um, yeah, not having support can be a huge thing. Um, and just feeling, you know, like you're just kind of out there stressed out on your own. That That's no fun. So what, what did you do? You went from crying on the floor of your office, which is awful and not fun, and definitely can relieve the stress, but is not stress- management for sure. So what did you do then? Kind of what, what came next for you? Yeah, and looking back and after taking your course and learning a lot of good tips from you, um, I definitely would have done things a little bit differently. Um, kind of if I were, if I had had, if I had been a mentor to myself, like current Marisha going to past Marisha, I would have told her some different things. Um, but what I did was, cause I didn't like, and I kind of, this is something we're getting personal here, but, um, <laughs> in general, um, and I'm getting much better at it, but I try to kind of like run away from negative feelings and emotions. Um, and I kind of try to like act my way out of them instead of just allowing them, which in some cases, like in this particular story, um, it led me to uh, build an app and like create a bunch of resources. Um, <laughs> right. In other situations, like it wasn't that I had to do a lot of work after that to kind of like heal or whatever. Um, and I think I could have done both in a much like happier way or healthier way. Um, but I, yeah, so I think it's, I was just like telling myself, I don't want to feel this way. And I just bulldozed through and um, I kept, I just, yeah, I act, like I said, I acted my way through it. So um, I kept taking those professional development courses um, and I'm such a nerd, but when I feel like um, I don't know what I'm doing, like that causes me a lot of stress. So taking those courses or reading research articles really helped me feel better. Um, it helped me feel like I kind of knew what I was doing or at, at least had something to hold on to. Yeah, like um, a little so, control. Yeah. And I, and I definitely like having control. So that was <laughs> part of it. Um, so that's what I started. And then um, I was just struggling to plan therapy for a caseload in the triple digits. It was a lot. So in my place of just acting through the stress, um, I looked at the research and I um, found ways to like, and I used like my 
I feel like I love organization and like fixing things. And I think I'm really good at that. Um, so I was able to like combine those different elements um, and build, start building myself a little bit of a curriculum where I had like a set of materials that I could go to um, to just make my therapy planning a lot easier. Um, so I worked on figuring that out. And then I also loved just like the tech side of things. Um, and I really struggled because documentation is a huge struggle <laughs> um, when you have with any caseload, but especially with a caseload in the triple digits. And so I I, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, and so I tried using a bunch of different, like hacking a bunch of tools to streamline that. Um, and so I ended up doing those things and I started sharing them with like other speech therapists in my district. And um, I then they were like, this is amazing. And so I started sharing it with other SLPs um, just like through, I, um, I set up a blog and all of that. Um, so yeah, I, it ended up like all of those little efforts and projects ended up kind of creating what is now the SLP Now membership. Um, so that was, it's fun looking back and seeing how that all came together. Um, and it definitely, by the end of the year, I was very, very tired, um, but I was getting things done. Um, and like, I was able to keep up. I wasn't the healthiest SLP ever, um, but it really helped make it more manageable in terms of the workload. Um, but I do wish that I would have learned all of your amazing strategies um, to like, I think one of my biggest takeaways was just allowing the stress or whatever, because lots of emotions come up as a school-based SLP. There's like mm -hmm. frustration and anger and sadness and all of, and there's of course like the happiness and excitement and all of that, but the, the happy emotions are usually a little easier. Um, but with those negative emotions, I was like, oh, it's not good. Uh, like, let's just make it go away. Instead of just like slowing down and being okay with feeling that, like I've learned to do that now. And it's just amazing how big of a difference it makes just by even just taking a minute to like sit with the, like the, the stress and just like breathe through it. Um, it's kind of, it sounds a little hokey when you're talking about it, um, but it's just amazing how just like slowing down and breathing through it, like the lessons that come out of that and just the little things that you learn from taking time to like feel that and listen to yourself. Um, and I feel like it would have been amazing if I could have done that. Myself. Yeah. I I know. I think that's one of the things I wish that I had known as well. And, and even now it's tricky to do. And even when I try and practice it, then sometimes I'll realize I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, like just, it's almost like once you, if you sit and you're like, okay, this feels terrible. This feels like crap. I feel like crap. Like things are not going well, but like you say, when you try and like push through, bulldoze your way through it and just like fix it immediately it just adds more to it instead of just like letting it kind of 
work through or get to the point that like, all right, maybe it's not going away right away, but you're able to just say like, this is how I'm feeling. What is this bringing up for me? And then sit with it and see, you know, how your body feels with it, like what thoughts pop up and whether or not they're actually true, which is such a tricky one <laughs> when you're, you know, you have like all these things like that pop up and you're like, oh my gosh, I thought it, it's got to be true. And then, you know, you go into like a negative spiral and, and things get kind of crazy, but yeah, I agree. It's something I wish that I had had, um, I don't think I would have quit. I quit for like almost five years. Um, and I don't think that I would have. Um, but I also think if I had had something like what you ended up creating out of all of it and the good that came out of everything you went through, if I had had something like that, it would have helped because I really was totally clueless about, I mean, like I knew the basics. I knew like, okay, if I have someone, you know, with you know, the basics to do for like Arctic language, um, you know, comprehension, like those types of things, you could create something, but I never really felt like the most effective, like really amazing therapist. It was like, yeah, I'm doing okay. And I think that for me was part of what led to wanting to quit. Like I wanted to do a little bit more than okay. You know, I didn't have to be perfect, but wanted to do better. So how did you end up like deciding like, all right, this is going to be SLP now. This is like the thing, like, did you end up using the things yourself? I know you had like other people using it, but how did it end up becoming like the thing you went to, to help you work through all of this? Uh, so I just like, do you mean like, when I was in the stress and like working as a school. Yeah. Teacher. Like, I guess like, when did you notice that this was really helping you? Like what kind of came out of all of it when you were like, okay, I'm starting to like feel a little better or, or did, or did the stress just kind of stick around forever? Yeah. So it was kind of a, I mean the, I didn't do a great job managing the stress. Like it took me a really long time <laughs> to learn how to do that well. Um, but I, like there was a time, like there were, there was a good um, couple months where I was really down. Um, and I still, like, I always just loved working with the kids. I, I don't know. I just felt like when I was in a therapy session, I just felt like I was in my zone of genius. And I, it was just amazing to get to like, I don't know. I feel like the kids bring out just, I don't know. They're just amazing. And it's so fun to get to work with them. So I feel like I almost always had that, but it was just as soon as they walked out of the room, I just felt like the massive cloud come over me again. And um, I would just like get stressed out about all of the like I don't know, just all of the logistics and extra stuff involved in our job. And like the, I don't know if politics is the right word, but just the, like the stuff that happens in a district, the, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. And so I, I always enjoyed that part of it, but I think I, I realized that my work was, and I mean the taking the 
um, online courses and reading the articles, like that had a quick payoff. Like I would read or watch a course and then I would be able to use those strategies in my therapy session. And that was like, yes, this is working. Um, and then when I started figuring out the material side of things, um, it just, my sessions just felt so much better. Like I know, uh, when things were really crazy, I didn't have, like I had to prioritize some way. So I didn't always do the best planning. And so I would just be like, I'd go get the students from their classroom and on the way into their room, I'd be like, okay, what are we going to do? And I'd be like grabbing things and trying to make decent therapy. Um, and they still made okay progress on their goals, but I just didn't like how I was showing up um, and trying to like piece things together like that. Um, so yeah. when, once I built that like quote unquote curriculum, um, it just, and it's not really a curriculum, but it's just, I had a set of materials that I could easily, like a core set of things, like I love my visuals. So I made visuals for all of my students' goals so that I had a really nice way to teach them that skill. And we would use that visual throughout, like no matter what we were doing. And I had learned about literacy-based therapy. So I used that like as the glue for my session. Um, and it took a little bit of trial and error to figure out how to make that work. But once I started implementing that, um, the I felt a lot, like I felt really good about going in, like going into my sessions. There wasn't as much stress around the planning of things. And I didn't feel like I had to spend 5 million years printing and laminating and cutting materials. Like I could use a very minimal set of materials to make that work. So that was huge. That's awesome. Yeah, I feel like we go in like two directions a lot of times. Like we either end up, like you said, laminating, cutting, like getting so many things and spending so much time doing that all the time. Or you are just like, I'll wing it and see what comes up. But then it's like you said, you end up being like, yeah, they're making progress, but it's not really what I want. I want to be like more involved. So I love that like you kind of found the middle ground where it's like you don't have to spend all of your time doing this, but you have a solid like guide to go off of and to go with. And so you said that you did a lot of literacy based and is that what everything um, that you kind of do now is based off of? Yeah, a lot of it is. Um, and I mean, it's not because all of our students are different. Um, so we definitely need to consider like the individual characteristics and all mm -hmm. of that and like their, their profile and their combination of goals. Um, but I think literacy is a really amazing vehicle for therapy, um, and I found that it works really well. Um, and so just having like the that's, that strategy and that approach saved a ton of time. And like my students made like really amazing progress using that approach. So it was easier, and I feel like it was better than what I was doing when I had the quote unquote easier caseload. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love literacy based, um, therapy stuff, just all of it. I, I like same thing. I just love it. And so I think it's really cool that that's where you kind of found that you could use in a lot and with a lot of your students. Um, 
because I think it could be just fun and engaging on so many different ways and you can do so many different things with it. So that's, that's awesome. Um, so tell us a little bit about SLP now and, you know, kind of, um, how, well, I guess tell us, you know, what it is and anything you'd like to tell us about it. Yeah. So I think it's perfect for any SLP who, um, resonates with any component of my story, um, especially <laughs> if you're working in the schools. Um, like I said, I really struggled with therapy planning and documentation. Um, and it's just been so much fun building this. It's a, it's a web application. So it's like a super robust website and you can access it like on your desktop or your laptop or your iPad um, on any device that you're using. And um, it just, it solves all of the problems that I talked about having. Um, and it's been cool, like walking through the, the development because um, I'm currently um, focusing pretty much all of my time on the app. I do very little therapy at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but like every time, um, and then my employees too, like every time we come out with a new feature, we are like, oh my goodness, we're going to go back into the schools right now. <laughs> um, give me a case out of a hundred students. Like last, uh, a couple months ago, we released like a ton of new features and we were all so, so excited um, because it's like, I, I so wish I had this. So it has like a library of um, the evidence-based therapy materials. So um, I created them based on all of the different research that I read um, and pulled together and trying to navigate this on my own. Um, and then it also has tools to help you like set up your caseload, take data um, digitally, which is a huge time saver. You don't have to deal with all of the um, like flipping through papers and printing new data sheets and all of that. It makes beautiful reports and um, it helps with Medicaid billing. So it's just like a quick copy and paste. Um, I don't, I can't even tell you how much I used to drag my feet on billing. And now it feels like a game. It's so much fun. Um, oh, that's amazing. So yeah, it just, I created it. Yeah, I just created it because, I mean, what we do as SLPs is so amazing. Like, it's such an amazing job or career, and we get to have such a big impact. And it's just unfortunate that the logistics of it make it so hard. Um, and so I really wanted to find a way to, like, find the joy back and, like, have some help with the just the logistics of making it all happen. So um, that was the dream. And um, yeah, I think we're making it happen. That's, that is so awesome. I, I just love that it's kind of, you know, out of the, the stress, the like darkness that you were going through and, and, you know, you're doing all this research on your own and taking all these courses that you had no idea this is what it would become, but it, you know, it turned into this amazing thing that helps so many SLPs not have to go through what you went through. And, and that's awesome and so important. And if I was still in the schools, like I would love something like this because I was definitely the SLP floundering, like trying to figure out what to do and 
you know, just pulling out random things that were probably not that much fun for the kids. <laughs> like <laughs> that we could have, you know, could have, could have done more. It's just, it's amazing. Um, well, awesome. I love that so much. So, um, I guess where can, like, where can people find more about SLP now? Yeah. So, um, slpnow.com, uh, gives a lot of information about, um, what the membership is and what it looks like. There's also, um, links to, or a link to sign up for a free trial. If you just want to check it out, you can download some free materials and, um, we'll walk you through like how the tools work. Um, so that's an option. Um, I also, uh, am on social media. So if you just search SLP now on Instagram or Facebook, uh, we share a lot of content there and yeah, I think those are the best places. And if you have, um, any questions, um, you're also welcome to email me at hello at slpnow.com. Awesome. And um, I think you are also one of the people behind SLP Summit, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so anything you want to share about, about SLP Summit with the listeners? Yes. So definitely sign up if you haven't already. <laughs> Um, and if, if you haven't heard of SLP Summit, um, <laughs> I hope you'll join us. We host this free online conference. It's So it's um, I co-host with Sarah and Lisa from SLP Toolkit, um, and it's always such a blast to put this together with them. Um, but it's it typically happens every January and July. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we have presenters who share practical professional development um, we put this together because we really wanted, like we were a little frustrated with how expensive and time consuming going to conferences was and mm -hmm. how sometimes we'd spend so much money and work so hard to get there and it didn't feel like it was very practical. Uh, so we wanted to like kind of turn things around and make it easy, accessible, and practical. Um, so if you want to sign up for that, it's slpsummit.com. If um, registration is active. Um, you'll just see all of that information on the page. And if not, um, we'll just be put on our email list so you can uh, be notified when things are active again. Awesome. Yeah, definitely go check that out. Um, SLP Summit is, is fantastic. And I mean, it's, it's just amazing. Um, I know there are many, many SLPs that are thankful to all of you for putting that on twice a year, every year. <laughs> yeah, and we do have a very special guest in July, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So uh, with a lot of amazing, amazing people, I will be presenting. Um, and I'm so excited um, and really honored to be part of it because I mean, I've been like loving attending SLP summit whenever I can. And so I'm super excited to, to be on both sides of it this year. So yes, check it out. And, um, and thank you so much, Marisha. I really, really enjoyed this. And I think that um, for, for anybody that 
hasn't ever checked out SLP now or that maybe didn't know a lot of your kind of story behind where it came from, I think this is just going to be really helpful. And it's always good to hear that we're not alone in the fact that we do sometimes struggle as SLPs um, and that wonderful things can be created from it. And, you know, that those struggles are not always um, just there to challenge us, but that sometimes amazing things happen because of them. So, yeah. So thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. And thank you, Jesse. I so appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, um, that about wraps it up. So thank you everyone for tuning in and I hope you join in next time. Are you ready to truly manage your stress, reduce burnout, and finally find more balance in your life? Well, the SLP Stress Management course is here to help you do just that. In this eight-week course, you'll take a deep dive into what stress is and why it affects SLPs so much, as well as learn practical stress management tools as you build a step-by-step -step system that works for your stress and your daily needs. You can check this out now at jessieandrix.com and I hope to see you in the course.